Hi, I'm Beck Rayner and this is the Military Wife Life Podcast, a podcast that celebrates, empowers, supports and embraces the women behind the military men by building connections, acknowledging our strength, focusing on self-care and our mental health. Let's do this together. This episode of Military Wife Life is proudly brought to you by Defence Bank. Serving those who protect us, Defence Bank have the largest on-base branch network with 37 locations around Australia. They have Army, Air Force and Navy covered. To find your closest branch, visit defencebank.com.au. Welcome, Hannah, to the Military Wife Life podcast. Thank you for having me. So you and your husband have been together for around four years. Can you tell me how you guys met? I always get embarrassed when I say this, but we met when we were in Adelaide and I was slightly drunk, which is not normally me anyway. And then we got introduced and then we fell for each other pretty quick. And then we were together for about six months and he was pretty upfront because he was already in the army about what the life in the military means. But he was trying to get out when I met him. But then we moved out six months later because we had the idea that we would probably have to post the year after. So it'd be better to live together and see how that went. And um, yeah, deal with all that challenges that brought. So we married about a year and a half we moved to Sydney a year and a half after we met each other and I feel like that was really tough and a lot of that you can't prepare for for your first posting I think some of it and everyone has a different experience too I think. So when you met him obviously he was already in defence and you mentioned that he was trying to transition out of the military was it something that you worried about less or because he was still in defence did you take the role of being a spouse on or did you think oh he'll be out soon so I don't really have to deal with that. I think I very naively thought he'll just get out. We won't have to leave Adelaide. That'll be how it goes. And then it kind of hasn't been how it goes. And that's been quite interesting. And even in some circumstances, he's like, oh, I didn't I didn't really show you what the military, the full life was like, like, you know, the last minute going away and, and all that kind of stuff, which I don't think we got really exposed to until we moved to Sydney. And then that was really hard because you're away from your friends and your family. And- so how did you go coming to terms with the fact that, okay, it's not going to be this transition out of the military and then we'll just be a civilian couple living our civilian life. I think we kind of had like a little plan and we still do. I think when people talk about leaving the military that it's an easy transition but it's actually not because a lot of the skills they have in the military don't always coexist outside. So what does your husband do in the army and does it take him away a fair bit? You mentioned that when you first got together he didn't really go away that much so it was sort of like a nice introduction to defence life. So he's in logistics and movement. And I feel like it sounds really simple, but there are lots of things that can go wrong and things that challenge it. When I first met him, though, he was back from a deployment, which I didn't know. And he's already been three deployments without me. And then he didn't really go away at all the first six months when we were first met. And then when we moved out together, I'd also never left home. Like I'm very close to my mum, my dad and my brother because we're a very tight unit from England. And so I think when I moved out of home, that was quite challenging because then about six months later, he went away and did courses. And I'm not, I get very scared being by myself. So that was interesting. So I relied a lot on my parents for that. And then when we moved to Sydney, he went away on another course. And then I think he came back for like a weekend. And then they called him on the Friday that he was meant to come home the Saturday to tell him that he was going away on Monday. So they didn't know how long it could be. And yeah, that was really difficult. And I think that was probably the first time I'd properly dealt with that. At any point when he was getting posted to Sydney, because obviously when you first got together, you weren't thinking that you 
would be posting and that you would be dealing with that side of life. Was there at any point where you thought, uh, I'll stay in Adelaide and we can just do long distance? No, it was always I'm going to Sydney. I take my hat off to people that do it. I just think it'd be very hard. I kind of thought because I have a job as I'm a nurse that I can I can take that away with me. And it's been a good opportunity for me as a career to move to Sydney. So how did you go moving away from your family after you mentioned you're very close? How was that transition from, I guess, getting together, then moving out and him going away a little bit and then moving to a different state and him being away? The first couple of months that I moved here, I'd applied for lots of jobs and I didn't start work for maybe three months before while we moved here. And that was really hard because Sydney's a big city, but if you don't know anyone, it can be very isolating. And I didn't really know anyone because I hadn't had opportunities and I didn't really know how to meet people. So that made me very homesick. But then when I started work, I started this program that a lot of people were new to the hospital too and they came from to stay so that built friendships and I feel like I actively seeked friendships and I made more of an effort to maintain those friendships if that makes sense because you know how important they are to you. What is the near future likely to hold for your husband in regards to training, postings, deployments? What's he got coming up? Well at the moment we've got another back-to-back posting to Sydney which is good because you know it but then I also kind of was ready. I really wanted to go back home to Adelaide but we'll see. I guess we'll just have to see what happens. He doesn't actively nominate for a lot of things because that's just what we've decided together but that still doesn't mean he doesn't go away and sometimes I think that's worse when they're made to go away instead of they've chosen to go away if that makes sense because it makes it harder because you then you're like oh the military they're really bad or yeah it's hard and it's hard to support that sometimes I think yeah and how does your husband deal with that as well I guess going away when He's not really feeling it 100%. He's still professional, does his job and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, he's, he just makes it quite obvious that he would obviously rather be at home, but he doesn't really have a choice to. And yeah. I guess you just have to try and change your, your thought process and support him as best as you can, which isn't always easy. Hey, Military Wife Life community. I wanted to take this opportunity to tell you a little bit about the Defence Bank Foundation and the great work they're doing in the defence community. The foundation raises funds to support serving and ex-serving ADF members living with injuries or illnesses such as post-traumatic stress disorder. In 2019, the sole beneficiary of the foundation was the Defence Community Dogs Program, a specialised dog training program which rescues abandoned dogs and trains them through correctional services. 40 service dogs have been trained and given to veterans since the Defence Bank Foundation was established. The program gives dogs, inmates and veterans a second chance at life. So where is he at with transitioning out of the military? Like what sort of process is that? Or is he still going ahead with that? He's still applying for lots of jobs and he's just not really getting anywhere. So he's considering studying or even moving across to the Air Force because their postings are a bit longer. And But it's, there's not really a set plan. And what would the, I guess, near future hold if he did transfer to Air Force? Would it be similar moving around or would you be more likely to get back to Adelaide? From what I've heard, if they're less moving around, around like their postings are a lot longer than the army one but I guess it's still a military life so you just don't know. So did you have any expectations of what defence life would be like? Did you have any connection to the military? Pretty much going into it cold I think I just expected that he would be away a little bit more but yeah and then you kind of learn a little bit more. And Did you envision your career working alongside defence life? What has the reality been with it? I guess I'm lucky because my job like I said I can take that anywhere pretty much but it's just harder 
of for promotions and that kind of thing because if you move around every three years it's a lot harder to get promoted and and it does take its toll I think when they go away and it takes its toll sometimes at work and it's hard sometimes to maintain that if that makes sense. Your job and the field that you work in has been I guess a major part in allowing you to feel more comfortable or settled in a new area because of the friends that you made and having that network when your husband's away. If you hadn't had that support via your job and your career, how do you think you would have gone about making friends in a new area? I think I'd struggle. Like I've made more friends that are not just nurses now. Like I'm friends with a lot of them that are like partners of people that Joel works with, which is really nice. And so you can support each other that way. And that's a big support. But I think I would have struggled because it helps you feel supported and like at home if you've got a support network there. Especially when your partner goes away and like you mentioned, you don't like being at home by yourself. So when Joel goes away, I will try and go home as much as I can to Adelaide because that's just, I feel like that's my backup plan is that's where I feel safe is with mum and, you know, in at home in Adelaide. So have you made use of any of the spouse support groups or the community house in Sydney or any of the DCO events? I haven't really been to any of the events. We have reached out for the open arms support. We've done that. We've done couples counseling which was really helpful I was quite hesitant to begin with and then when I when we did it it was really helpful but there wasn't really a particular event I think it was just like when we moved here and then he went away that was really hard on us as a couple and I think our communication when he when he went away just broke down very easily so we needed to kind of build that back up so I think that's kind of what made us really reach out and it was very helpful because it made him also realize that I kind of get into not a state of panic but you kind of do because my support network would be Joel then he's gone then my next in line would be my mum who I can talk to on the phone but it's not the same so she kind of explained to him the couples counsellor that's why I kind of get a bit panicky and then he kind of understood why and that was quite helpful. And would you recommend it I guess like you mentioned it wasn't for one particular time it was probably just to get on top of communication skills would you recommend it to other couples? Yeah even outside of the military I would it's very helpful because there's lots of things that you think you're saying and how you communicate but you're actually not and it goes and vice versa and it's, it's really helpful. So have you guys spoken about kids and how they'll fit into postings if you're planning a family or will they just fit in with wherever you are have you sort of discussed that? A little bit. I think it's still a little while off, so we have a bit of a break from that. But I guess it's one of those things that you, you kind of have to fit in, I guess. That was why we really wanted to try and get out to begin with. But. So would you want to have, I guess, if he ends up transferring to Air Force or transitioning out of defence, would you want to have that all sorted before you even start the process of starting a family? Yeah, and I really want to be near my mum. I think as a support but I guess you just have to wait and see. So what have been some of the things that you've done to help yourself I guess when your husband's been away to make life easier or to make sure you stay on top of uh, looking after yourself while you're solo and have to juggle everything? I guess like I said I made trips to go home I made sure that I reached out to look to my friends to tell them what was happening as well. I've got a really good friend in Brisbane and she came and saw me which was really nice and something to look forward to and I guess just trying to keep busy and the thing that I found was it wasn't during the day that was hard it was at night time that was really hard and then I guess um, another thing that I do is I have a little countdown on my app on my phone and on like the fridge I count down that day is at his home and that helps and then I also become a bit of a crazy cat lady because I ended up I end up being like the cat takes his place. <laughs> <But yeah. laughs> Lots of um, attention to the cat. 
oh yeah and lots of cuddles <laughs> yeah the cat must be like yes he's going away again it's my turn yeah then he comes home and she's like oh what's going on yeah but yeah <laughs> so far what would you say you've learned about defense life I think that it's not an easy, like it's very, it can be very challenging, but I think you grow so much more than you realize and you meet some amazing people along the way and you make those friends that you don't have to see all the time, but you know they're there, if that makes sense. Those kind of friendships that are really strong. And any words of wisdom for any spouses, I guess, just starting this journey as a, as a defense spouse or a mantra that you play in your head on the harder days? So this is what I was doing quite a bit was I was comparing myself to lots of other people and what they've been through. And I like it. I guess it's all relative to what, how it feels to you and don't compare yourself. And also don't like look at other people thinking they have it all together because a lot of the time they don't and it's just what they're showing you. And I guess it's okay to be upset and it's okay to miss them. Like it means that they, you care about them and you love that person. Like it's not a bad thing. And if you didn't miss them and you weren't upset, then that'd be something a bit wrong with that, I think. Well, thank yeah. you so much for coming on the podcast, Hannah. You're welcome. I so hope you were able to relate or take something away from today's episode. There are definite ups and downs to military life, but let's get the conversation happening so we can see that we are all in this together. We are all just doing our best. So until next week, you got this. Let's do this together one day at a time. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this episode has touched you, helped you, or given you that extra confidence to keep going, to continue to hold down the home front, to continue to do all the things, I would so appreciate it if you could pop into Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review, a comment about what you would like to hear more of, or just some encouraging words. If you want to suggest a guest, I am always looking for new people to talk to. You can do that by jumping over to the website www.militarywifelife.com.au and clicking on our podcast page. I would love to hear from you. 